0: Hello and welcome to the Farmers I Know podcast. I'm Carolyn Hershad. This is the show dedicated to conversations with the people that are growing food to nourish their communities. The Farmers I Know let their values on how the earth and people should be treated lead the way. Today, you're going to hear from Tope and Ni, the power couple behind Dodo Farms, a regenerative farm in Maryland. The first time I became aware of their story and what they stand for was during a community food meeting about racial justice in food systems. Tope was the guest speaker. It was so inspiring that I knew I wanted to get more of their story. Wow. My friend and I met up with her and her husband at a farmer's market in D.C. So would you mind introducing yourself to the audience?
1: So my name is Tope, and I am Ni Balogun's wife. I co-manage and co-own Jodo Farms with him.
0: Great amazing and could you tell me a little bit about the produce that you guys brought like what makes it unique and yeah
1: so the, i think the most unique thing about our produce is the fact that it's produced exactly the way nature intended it to be so we have absolutely no additives of any kind we don't use any gmo seeds people say oh are you organic i'm like no we're better than organic because we're certified naturally grown so no chemicals no pesticides no herbicides no fertilizers We only use manure, animal manure,
0: um, and um, that's about it. The produce they bring is incredibly unique. Varieties of tomato I've never seen before and what appeared to be white eggplants. Mm. What about these? What kind of eggplants are these?
2: This is called Japanese jade. Japanese jade. jade. This is a Japanese heirloom eggplant.
0: Cool. The produce isn't the only thing that's unique about Dodo Farms. What makes them special is their holistic approach to farming that includes caring for the land and considering the health of the people that shop with them.
1: So and I think another thing is just the passion that we bring into this. Trying to introduce new things to the clients.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: trying to teach them new ways of eating what they knew before. Part of the things that people have, you know, been introduced to here is like amaranth spinach. Which is something that is traditionally eaten in West Africa, mm-hmm. or sweet potato leaves. People didn't know that you know sweet potato leaves were a thing.
0: Oh, yeah, or, I didn't until no, just now. But, you
1: know, or broccoli greens. Yeah. You know, they're even better than broccoli. And we also um, try to teach people how to use the leaves of beets, the leaves of carrots, oh. so that because these are more nutritious than the roots themselves. Oh wow! So that's you know just the education that we bring, the passion, and just the diversity that we bring in terms of what people are used to and what we've
0: brought from West Africa. Tope handles the business side of the farm operations, and Nii is the one with the deep passion for cultivating the earth by hand. I had the opportunity to hang out at their farm and ask him more about the history of Dodo Farms.
2: I've been farming in Nigeria for some time, like almost 12 years before coming down to the United States. And um, this is my fourth season here. Your fourth season? Yes, here in Bluefield.
0: Amazing. That sound you hear in the background is millions of cicadas singing around us. And what does the name Dodo Farm mean? What inspired yeah.
2: that? Yeah, so in Nigeria, I'm from Yoruba tribe of Nigeria, and my surname is Balogun. Oh. And in Yoruba land, they call all the Baloguns Dodo Dawa. But I shortened it to dodo it because it might be kind of difficult to pronounce yeah. that's why I shortened it to dodo. It. Yeah, that's a lot easier. Yes.
0: I asked him what his favorite part of farming is. The answer was clearly every part. He describes preparing the soil, germinating seeds, watching them grow, the joy of harvesting and bringing them to market, like it was an adventure he was eagerly anticipating and fondly reminiscing about at the same time.
2: When the market time is coming, you're always happy to go there to meet people because they are not like customers anymore. They are like friends. So it's like you. It's like a social. It's even like a social gathering, social place where you meet people. You meet your friends. You know the only difference is that you exchange what you what you sell for money. But you tend to know each other's name. You know. Some people will bring gifts for you. Yeah.
0: We walked around and he showed me what was growing on their less than two acre farm. So, How many different types of crops do you think you grow? <laughs> You're uh, like too many to count.
2: Lots. Why? Because if you really want to go to the farmer's market, you got you have to have different types of crops. Yeah. So here now, this is beans, whole beans. These are Chinese beans. This is a kind of beans. It's purple in color. Mm-hmm. They are very long Are oh, they purple you said? Yes, purple cool. and very long This is cranberry
0: Cranberries? Yes yeah. What is this?
2: This is called dragon beans
0: Dragon this is, bean? Yes,
2: this is, a type of, this is a different type of beans So like we go to market Some people will come, they like the pole beans Yeah Some people come, they like the dragon beans Yeah So you just have to plant varieties So that people could this is called bitter leaf. This is from Africa. Most of our African customers, they really, they really ask for, they always ask for bitter leaf. Oh, cool. So I'm trying to nurse it. This won't be ready until like two years. Do
0: um, so do you have a large, like African clientele? Oh, sure.
2: Yeah. yeah. Cool. This is white tarnish. It's called a pure Oh, nice. It's white. Yeah. And that middle one is the beach, the golden beef. Oh, I love those.
0: This piece of land is leased to them for almost nothing by a couple they were connected to through a program called Farm Links. This program helps connect owners of large pieces of land with farmers. Many people own hundreds of acres of land. And a lot of farmers just need a few to grow an extraordinary amount of food on.
2: This paper is called lunch box. Some people call it snack. Not better. Oh yeah, very sweet. Yeah, very very sweet. We are not going to plant spinach again until fall. Yeah, they are cold weather crop.
0: But in Nigeria,
2: in Nigeria we do. We have our different. We do have spinach, but not this type of spinach.
0: One that was more heat tolerant.
2: Exactly. And,
0: and you could plant, plant it all year round, right?
2: Oh yes, this is cilantro. We have tomato here. This is okra. Okay. okra. okra.
0: When I asked him about attitudes towards farmers in Nigeria versus in the United States, he said it was similar and that people appreciate and understand and value the hard work farmers put into growing food. In my experience, I think people are becoming more aware of the importance of their local food system. Toby describes the shift she's seen in her customers at the market.
1: Customers are very discerning now, especially people who shop in the farmer's market.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: They don't want the, the fine, around twenty-two meters when you try and tell them that oh you know the ugly ones that they're like oh i know here yeah. so another thing that i've seen with customers here which i didn't know until i became you know involved in the business is that they know that if the leaves have, have holes in them that yes. means that they're good oh. before agriculture if i saw leaves with holes in it i would never buy it right but the, the way it works is if the if the bees and the insects don't want it, we shouldn't want it too. That's really a good point. I never thought about that. If if something else that leaves doesn't want it, you shouldn't want it.
0: It's like the desirable bites (laughs) to show you that it's really... uh, Exactly. It's like you're not the only one that wants to eat this. Exactly. And if you won't eat it, then someone else else? will. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) That's so funny. (laughs) You know, I think
1: we're all learning, all of us
0: yeah absolutely I just have one more question for you I'm wondering what the future of Dodo farms is like in your dreams like what are you hoping to do in the future so you know in the immediate future we're hoping to get a
1: bigger piece of property okay (laughs) because right now we're farming on less than two acres yeah and you know the demand is a lot people want what we're given and we're very happy to do more but we just don't have the space Mm -hmm. Um, after that I'm, I'm i'm dreaming of a, a place where we get to live on the property yeah because Absolutely. you know he goes to the farm comes back at 10 p.m it's kind of late mm. that so, is
0: really late yeah so yeah and it, and it's probably different also when you're leasing land it feels a little different than when you own it yeah, exactly when it's your piece of land exactly
1: exactly yeah
0: that feels a little different Very cool. And so that's what you hope in the next few years. You're going to be looking for that special piece of land. Exactly. Very cool. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Just a few weeks ago, Dodo Farm announced that they will be expanding from their less than two acres to five acres. To learn more about their expansion and find out how to support, you can check out their website, dodofarmsmd.com. I want to end this episode with some words from Tope from the very first time I heard her speak at that community food meeting I mentioned earlier. The question everyone asked was how can we support? Tope's answer was simply buy from us. For the farmers you want to support, integrate them into your regular spending routines. Make them a part of the economy that you create every time you spend a dollar. Next time on The Farmers I Know, we're talking all about seeds. Those little teeny magical things that under the right conditions burst into life. Until then, you can follow us on Instagram at The Farmers I Know or check out our website, knowcom Thank you so much for listening.